Welcome to episode seven of the Passion for Dance podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about calming those competition nerves. Have you ever choked under pressure or let the nerves get to you and ruin an audition or a performance? What about as a director or a coach? Have you watched one of your dancers get so nervous they freeze and you get that deer in headlights look? You know what I'm talking about. It is devastating. In today's episode, I'm going to share a very simple one-minute exercise that will help you calm the nerves in order to perform your best. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. I think this is one of every coach's and dance director's nightmares. You've been cleaning your routine for months. You've spent hours in technique classes. You've drilled your skills over and over. And in practice, the routine is flawless. You're ready. The dancers are ready. Then time comes to take the competition floor and the worst thing happens. Someone chokes. That random mistake that you've never seen before unfolds before your eyes. One dancer just maybe stands there and stares or someone falls on a simple skill that she's done a thousand times. So why do people choke? The number one reason an athlete chokes is a lack of concentration and focus. What causes you to lose focus? A big culprit is over arousal in your body. The key to fixing over arousal is breath training. So I'm going to talk about this really simple breath training exercise to help calm your nerves. And it's not just about nerves. It's about the physiological arousal because that's what causes people to choke. So if you've ever, maybe you've choked yourself, you've had a bad audition or you've had a you know competition that didn't go well, had a major error in a solo, like who knows? We've all had a time, I think, where we feel like we've choked. And the major reason is that physiological overarousal. So when you experience overarousal, your muscles are tense. You may be sweaty or shaky. There's a lot of different symptoms depending on the person, but when you are experiencing overarousal, you're losing control of your body. So sure, adrenaline is a good thing for a lot of dancers, but too much adrenaline can lead to catastrophic results on the floor. If an athlete doesn't learn to cope with anxiety and that overarousal, she may experience a decrease in performance. Things are not going to go well, right? So she may experience either an overall drop in ability or maybe one major mistake. So that's something to think about when I talk about like choking, quote unquote, it looks different, right? You can have one major mistake, a missed skill, a fall, a freeze, or it can just be like the whole performance feels like it's at 80%. Like you just get stuck and you can't really make it happen. But the bottom line is that It's coming from a lack of focus. And the root of that lack of focus is that physiological kind of over arousal. When we're nervous, our body gets tense. Things like squeeze up. And so if your body is tense, you can't execute. Think about your life as a dancer. We need our bodies to work for us and work with us. And if you're tense, like if you squeeze all the muscles in your body, you can't jump that high. Um, especially for dancers, flexibility is an issue. If everything is tight, you are going to lose flexibility or you have the potential to get hurt. A dancer can choke because of this 
overarousal and loss of focus. So the way to fix that overarousal is taking control of your breath. It's about learning to relax just the right amount. Athletes need to be able to regulate their arousal in order to stay focused and in control. Relaxation has two major effects on the body, an overall physiological calming effect, and it causes athletes to shift his attention. When you force your body to relax, you reduce your heart rate, you control shaking hands and you control those nerves, and you allow for the maximum oxygen to flow through your body. Relaxation also forces you to focus and pay attention to your body. It's exactly what every athlete should be doing during a crucial competitive moment. You don't want your dancers paying attention to the people competing right now or the people in front of them or worrying about a turn sequence that they're scared of coming up. You want them to focus on their own body and their own routine, their own dance. Relaxation and breath training brings that focus back to your body. There's other areas of relaxation and anxiety control that have to do with like physically grounding yourself in the, in the floor. Like feel your feet on the floor. Feel every area of every toe of every small little piece of your foot, like rolling around on your foot, allowing your body to react to that. Feel yourself grounded in the floor. It's a typical anxiety control thing. And this idea of breath training and relaxation is the same goal. We're trying to bring you back to your body. There's some big advantages to using relaxation during training and at competitions. So on one hand, relaxation procedures like breath training are entirely in your control. You decide when you do it and you decide how much you do it. You control the beginning and the end of a relaxation procedure. Breath training continues exactly as long as you need it in order to bring your body to that optimal level of arousal. And that might be different for everybody. And this is based in, you know, personality and physiology that some people operate better at lower levels of external stimulation and some people are better with more. And so what matters is getting you to your optimal level, whatever that is. And with breath training, you can learn to find that perfect optimal spot. You don't want to go so far that you are, you know, ready to take a nap if you're about to compete, but you don't want to be so amped up that you are tight, right? And that you are going to get in the way of your performance. Another great advantage to breath training over other areas is that it's really inexpensive. You don't need any materials. You don't have to carry anything around with you. Um, You don't need extra devices or equipment. It's just about your brain and your body. You have everything you need. And it's also incredibly easy to learn. It's not necessarily easy to remember to use it when you're already amped up, but if you practice using it regularly, it is very easy to learn. And there's a few different types of relaxation procedures and, you know, breath training that I'm going to talk about next is only one of the types of things. There's lots of other options, but this one is really simple to learn and to execute. So relaxation is pretty easy, but it does take practice. So just like every other mental skill, like confidence and you know focus and self-talk, all of those things take dedication and practice and relaxation is the same. And I think that's uh, you know, uh, surprising to some people. We feel like we should just be able to relax. Like why is relaxing so hard? But it is. Being able to find yourself in that optimal level of physiological arousal is hard. And as a coach or a teacher, You shouldn't assume that your dancers know how to relax or will be able to keep themselves relaxed and calm when it matters. So relaxation sounds easy, but it actually takes time to learn and be able to really take full advantage. It's 
easy to you know take notes on what I'm going to share with you about how to do it, but it does take practice. And we can't fall into the trap of just saying, oh, come on, relax. If you want your, you can tell your dancers jittery and, you know, jumping up and down or shaky before they're about to go on the stage for their solo. And you just went, oh, just come on, relax. You're fine. But that's assuming your dancer knows how to relax and they know how to recognize that their body is in overdrive. And it's often not that simple. So how does it work? Let me explain. There are many different, again, kind of relaxation techniques, but breath training falls under this category of muscle to mind techniques. Your brain and your body are tied together, right? When your brain is calm, your body is calm. When you calm your body, you also calm your brain. It goes both ways. So think about this. When you are calm and confident and in control, what's your breath like? When you are calm and confident, your breath is often steady, deeper, slow, rhythmic. When you're under pressure and tense, What's your breathing like? It's usually short, shallow, and irregular. So the key is to recognize when you're tense and your breathing has become shallow and irregular. Then you can use these simple breath control procedures to bring your breathing back to that steady, deep rhythm. Then you're in control of your body and you'll be able to perform at your peak ability. Most athletes don't realize the power of relaxation before a competition. And especially for dancers, you may be at a competition location ready to go for hours before you actually compete. If you have adrenaline coursing through you, leaving you at this high level of physiological arousal for hours, there's a good chance you're not going to be able to perform when it comes time to take the floor. I definitely remember as a studio dancer myself, those like marathon weekends where things start Friday after school and go all the way through to Sunday night, basically never stops. You're at this heightened level of competition mode and go, go, go. It's, you can't maintain that. And so the anticipation of the time, your chance on the floor can build this immense pressure and this physiological arousal that is too much. So it's important to be able to learn how to calm yourself back down either right before you take the floor or if you have, you know, a 12 hour convention day and you need to, you have a a chance to relax to know how to bring yourself back down to a relaxed state when you have the chance so that when it's time to ramp back up again, you are ready to do that. This episode is brought to you by the Dance Coach Membership Releve, a community for dance coaches on the rise. This community is designed to help you create a team of committed, hardworking dancers that are a pleasure to coach every day. I've learned a lot about coaching other coaches over the years, and one thing I know is we need clear action plans that are easy to implement and a support network around us. So I created a membership to help all the dance coaches out there who want to rise up and make a difference on their team. Head over to passionatecoach.com membership to learn more about how to join us inside this dance coach membership where you will get the support and guidance to find a new level of joy and success in coaching. That's passionatecoach.com membership. It's important to have that simple breath training technique kind of in your back pocket so you can help your athletes maintain control when they enter that stressful situation. So let's get to it. Again, it's simple. You can jot it down and I do have a free download for you in the show notes to this to kind of keep it with you so you can reference it really easily. But it's a simple pattern of breathing in and out, counting in the right sequence so that you make sure to breathe slowly and rhythmically. You can take as many minutes as you need, uh, but even one cycle through this gives you an incredibly valuable one minute relaxation break. So here's what you you would do for one minute. Breathe in for five counts, hold that breath for two, 
slowly exhale for eight, and then repeat that simple cycle four times. So that's about 15 seconds. You do it four times, you have what you need. And so for me, as an, as the teacher, often I will talk to my dancers and explain how to do this, and we'll do it all together. And the good news is dancers are good at counting <laughs> compared to other athletes. You know, we are used to kind of following a rhythm. So they will follow along easily. And I might say and kind of count through them and they'll do something like this. Right. So breathe in for five, hold for two, slowly exhale for eight. If you're in a place where you can try this with me, try it here. Ready? Breathe in, two, three, four, five, hold it there, two, and out, slow, three, four, six, seven, and eight. And you would repeat that about four times. You get that real sense of calm. And again, the actual number of counts in and out is not necessarily a big deal. What matters is that you establish a rhythm and it's slow and calming. And sometimes I will even start a little faster and by the third and fourth cycle, I'll count a little slower and kind of bring them back down, help them focus that relaxation down. So again, if you want the little cheat sheet about how this works, uh, you can see it in the show notes, download your copy of it, have that cheat sheet with you when you need it. Um, I know I have some uh, teachers will kind of have it as, you know, have it as a picture on their phone or something where you're running around backstage and you're like, oh yeah, I wanted to try this. You have it with you. But try it before you get to that stressful place. Try it in practice. Uh, try it so they get used to what it feels like and then helping them understand that you can use it when you need it. Again, that this is, it's not a one size fits all. And this is an important part of this from a personality difference. People need different levels of arousal in order to perform well. So what also matters is that you help your dancers figure out where they fall individually. And so even if you are getting ready for like this high energy performance or competition, some people are going to dance better at a higher level of arousal and other people need to calm down a little bit. So if you're the one in charge, it's not necessarily a good idea to have everybody do the same level of relaxation. Some people, it might take them too far. Some people don't need it at all. Some people, they need more than that. Like, so what matters is that you're teaching your dancers to recognize their own internal cues, figuring out for themselves. Are you shaky? Are you sweaty? Are you, you know, and there's some level of adrenaline that's good, right? You need, you want to be a little amped up to perform. So helping them find that kind of perfect place of like, I'm amped, I'm excited, but I'm in control of those nerves. You've heard of butterflies in your stomach. Uh, the goal of relaxation is not to get rid of the butterflies. The goal is to help those butterflies fly in formation. <laughs> you want them to work for you. So I don't try to help a dancer like completely get rid of all nerves and be like that's under arousal. You, We need to use our bodies and we need the blood flowing and we need to be ready to go. So it's about getting to that optimal level and it will be different for different dancers. So you can use this one minute thing as a way to kind of start and then do a debrief. Talk to your dancers and be like, how did you feel? Was it too much? Was it not enough? Like, what do you need? And the best thing you can do is to help your dancers learn their own bodies, learn for themselves what helps them be at that perfect level. And, and then they have this kind of in their back pocket where if they feel that over arousal coming in, they know how to do it. We got to a place with a lot of the dancers I worked with that every once in a while, you know, everybody's amped and ready to go. And I would see a dancer kind of off in the corner, 
and like head down not and I learned to like leave him alone like she's doing her breath and she'll be right back right and the rest of the dancers learned that too she's not checked out or being mean or ignoring everybody like she's controlling her body and she's controlling her level of uh, arousal so that she's ready to perform other dancers sometimes you know we need to get hyped up right we jump up and down we yell we high five we get excited that sometimes we need that and you don't want to relax someone who needs to be amped up so again I'll say it one more time help your dancers find the right place but I will say the majority of them are too high they need to calm down a little bit and they need a chance to relax so if they need to relax this one minute relaxation breathing break can be really helpful And I will say that I use this as an adult in the real world all the time. So this is one of those life lessons as a dancer that is really carried for me. uh, And I hope it's helped a lot of my dancers too. So, you know, the first time I taught a general psychology class to over 400 students in a giant uh, lecture hall and I had what I call my Britney Spears mic where it's just coming down in front of the mouth. And I was so intimidated and I used this one minute relaxation break before my first lecture because I was scared and like I knew I could do it but I could tell that my heart was pounding I was like they're gonna hear my heart through my mic <laughs> like this is not good I need to chill that I need to calm down so I did the simple breath and was able to then focus myself and say okay I got this right and let the positive self-talk come in a little bit and then go on to lecture and now I've taught classes you know I teach every day in front of various sizes of students and I can do it uh, with a more calm state and but there are times that no matter how much I've been teaching I still get antsy I get nervous the first day of school no matter what and I use this breath training and this simple kind of one minute relaxation to bring me back to my body and allow me to perform even if it's a conference or whatever, like if it's something that I, I care about and I want to do well and I'm nervous, I will do this one minute relaxation break and it really works for me. And, you know, dancer dance is all about learning these life skills and controlling your body's over arousal in order to perform at your best is an awesome life skill. And it comes in all sorts of contexts. And I had a dancer send me a card one time who she had graduated years before and she just sent me a note to thank me and said that she used the one minute breath relaxation and some mindset mantras before she went into a grad school interview and she felt like she nailed it and she was so excited and she knew that that little bit of she noticed that her body was overreacting and she needed to calm back down and she used this simple reset so that she was ready to kind of take on the world and achieve a big goal for her so I know that this simple thing can be a huge life lesson that you and your dancers can take with you So while learning to relax on demand, it won't solve all the problems in the dance world, but it's a tool you can have in your back pocket and it makes a big difference. So if you see a dancer who's starting to panic, you know your body is over amped up, that simple one minute breath control reset can save a performance. Again, I've used it as a teacher when I'm about to take stage in front of hundreds of people. I've used it uh, as a dancer. I've looked in my dancer's eyes and made them do it with me so I can see them calm down. It works and it saved me on more than one occasion. I hope it brings the same relief to you and your dancers. If you enjoyed this episode, please go leave a review so that I can reach more dancers and support our community. And while you're at it, please take a second to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. Let me know that you're enjoying it and I appreciate all your feedback. Thank you for listening and keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.